0: Welcome to The Jungle, the Auburn Basketball Podcast, hosted by Matt Donaldson and Jackson Garrett, two Auburn alums, no filter, no throw, just basketball. Hey guys, we got a a special treat on. We have the Director of Communications for Auburn Basketball. Marlene Navore on. Uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: I'm uh, glad to be here with you, Matt, Matthew and Jackson. Um, you know, everything about Auburn basketball is like booming right now, and, and it's an exciting time to be a part of the program, and as fans and, and alum, I'm sure you're all proud.
0: Yeah, we are, yeah. H- how do you explain what you do to the fan base, and then also how do you explain what you do to your grandparents?
1: Right, like I said, I am um, I've been doing this probably what 26 years now I started when I was a freshman in college, I actually went to school at Washington state to be a sports writer. And then you have to go through the athletic communications office or sports information office to do interviews with your teams and and players and coaches so they kind of recruited me from the student newspaper um, my freshman. uh, fall semester year and i've been doing it ever since so um. Basically, you know, obviously we schedule interviews with coaches and players with the media, um, a lot. You know, with us, we're on TV a lot, and uh, work with ESPN, SEC Network, all the announcers, and you know, starting to get a lot of requests right now um, from you know national media members, and obviously our local fan, uh, our local media base too is pretty large as well. We have a lot of writers and journalists that cover us. So, um, so basically that just managing the interview schedule, um, getting them notes and stats about our team, uh, statistics, update statistics. And um, you know, I, there's a lot to along with the job as well, but those are probably the main things about it. But yeah, my, my family, they know I've been doing this for years, but they always are, tell people, oh yeah, she works for ESPN. And I'm like, <laughs> I, work, I work with ESPN, I work with CBS, but I don't work for them.
0: I work for yeah. Auburn. I like, I like to ask that to people. I feel like there's a lot of millennials and different types of stuff that explain to their grandparents exactly what they do. And it's always like regurgitated back in a very interesting way. It's interesting to hear you say you work with ESPN SC Auburn, and To them, that's stuff oh, she works for ESPN.
1: Right. And even my brothers, I mean, they watch sports a lot too. And, and like when March Madness comes, they're like, oh, there's my sister. She works for CVS. And I'm like, no, I don't work for CVS. It's
0: always, it's always a struggle. You're not alone. I'm an accountant, And even that, sometimes you have to explain to people like exactly what's happening.
1: Right. And it really is a profession. Like, you know, obviously I've been doing it for a while and, and it's evolved, you know, social media has become bigger now. Like not when I was in school doing this, I'm all I had to worry about is writing a press release, sending, I had to use a fax back then. So showing my age there, but, uh, Um, I would have to send a fax with the press release and stats to the media, and then now you got email, social. It's changed the game for um, media relations professionals.
2: Well, tell us about Auburn. You know, you're fairly new to the scene uh, with the university. Tell us about your move from College of Charleston to here, and what you knew about Auburn, if anything, before you arrived, and kind of what your experience has been like. Right.
1: The previous, the, I had only been to Auburn once prior with the women's basketball. I was at Texas A&M prior to College of Charleston. And so we had played in the old Coliseum. I think Nell was the head coach back there for women's basketball. Um, and that was my first and only. And so when um, I actually got to Auburn in May, uh, when head coach Johnny Harris had hired me on the women's side uh, to join as director of recruiting operations. And so I'm like, hey, Johnny, I'm going to, when she gave me the call in April, I think, I was like, I hadn't been Auburn in years, like maybe over 10 years, and I'm gonna have to come out. And it was actually the weekend of the spring game for football. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna come out. Um, You know, I drove in and I'm like, wow, things have changed. Like, they're like skyscrapers now, you know, there's all these buildings up that I didn't remember, um, downtown and, and by campus. I'm like, wow, things have really changed here. And, um, you know, I was really impressed by everybody I met. Um, I kind of was here on a on, I don't know, uh, nobody knew I actually was there on an interview. And so I had known the uh, media relations staff. I mean, you, you get to know a lot of people in the profession and we have conferences every summer. And so I happened to be on the field with Johnny and, and the staff and uh, they were announcing her at the spring game. And I was just taking a picture for them. And the SID staff had saw me in the press box and, like, and texted me like, Marlene, you're here. Why are you here? Like. Well, <laughs> I'm like, let me, let me, if I can get up there, give me a pass or get me in. I'll come and tell y'all what's going on. And, uh, Cody Voga was the, my predecessor who worked with men's basketball. He was up there and he and I had actually been talking, you know, prior because Seth had, Seth Jasper had transferred from college of Charleston to Auburn. So I was like, Oh, isn't it funny? Like you, you just emailed me for his stats and bio and pictures mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And, um, you know, he's coming here now. And, um, so when Cody left in August, he he went to go to Ball State uh, to be the boss there. It was a great opportunity for him. Um, you know, I, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, you know, I came here with Johnny. Uh, but Johnny knew this is what I'd been doing for years, you know. And and uh, I was able to help them in my time sign so a top 20 recruiting class on the women's side. And, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of being able to help them in a couple of months, seven months of that. Um, but it was, it's, it was really between Coach Pearl and and. Coach Harris, um, you know, making the transition over if it was the right thing for me. And, and I, I'm so thankful for Johnny and Coach for allowing me to, to be able to transition because obviously, you know, what a season to be a part of. And um, just because of my background, too, I, I felt like I could help the team. Uh, the, I honestly know more of the national media guys than I do still the locals. I'm still trying to get to know them because we don't do things in person for interviews a lot of times, which is Zoom. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to get to know all of them, but I just I just thought I had you know a lot to give to this program to help you know the rise of what we're going to go through um, soon.
2: That's cool and to hear I'm the sure. synergy between the two teams. I, I wasn't aware of that detail, um, and I think a lot of coaches who come in kind of see that at Auburn. There's kind of it's the small town thing, and you know mm-hmm. you kind of it's a smaller community, and being able to share somebody like you who has such a unique experience, that's cool. That's
1: cool. Well, and that's the, that the men's and women's basketball staff, they share an office suite, and so when I first got there, the men's staff, they were very welcoming to all of us. Anything we needed, Coach Pearl asked the staff to help us in the transition, and honestly, they all, and we were laughing about this last night, I remember them coming in my office asking me if I want to play pickup ball, and I, I never played basketball in my life. Like, I played tennis in high school, and and volleyball and things like that, but never basketball. And I'm like, I have no game. Like, you don't want me on your pickup team downstairs in the practice gym. So we laughed about that last night because they, they, and then they would call me coach. And I'm like, this is weird to me because I am not a coach, you know, like I can coach the kids on how to do social or, you know, do their NIL or PR or something. But I'm like, I am not a basketball coach.
0: (laughs) You said you went. You were from College of Charleston before this. Is it safe to say without you, we would not have gotten Zep Jasper to Auburn? No,
1: and it's it, crazy. everywhere.
0: There it is, guys. She got it. She got Zep to Auburn. You heard it right.
1: And it's crazy because he made his decision after we lost in our conference tournament. Um, Zep had, uh, you know, told the fans, "Hey, I'm going to transfer." He did his little post, and it took him a while to decide. And so I remember he had like six schools, um, and most of them were SEC. And I feel bad because originally A&M was one of his six. I think Ole Miss might've been one. I can't remember this top six. He's like, oh, I'm going to let you know before I tell everybody. And I'm like, okay, is it A&M? Like if it is, I, I think you should go just because I'd worked there, you know, in the past. And um, and he's like, well, I'm going to tell you tomorrow. I don't think he announced the top six. He just ended up saying he's going to Auburn. Um, and so I think it was when I had come back on my uh, from my, the spring game weekend, I'm like, hey, you know, Zeb, did you decide yet? Because he didn't, he didn't sign, like he committed, but he hadn't signed the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And and I remember talking in the press box with Cody, my predecessor, like, has he, t- has he signed? Because like, you guys need to probably get that signed and sealed, you know? And um, so, yeah, I didn't, you know, when I got back to Charleston, I didn't want our compliance office to think that I was like tampering with anything. So I would just ask him, hey, did you, how'd you like Auburn? Like how, you know, and he's like, I think I'm gonna sign soon. I'm like, okay, great. So I never told he, him where
0: he I- committed and he hadn't signed. It took a little longer to actually get the sign after the commitment, is what you're saying.
1: Yes. It, and the so- message
0: board drama is real. Then I don't remember this about ZEP, but we've had several recruits like that in different sports where they commit and then everyone's asking for days at a time. But uh, did he sign it? Is the fax in? So that's interesting well, to hear that that's a so real yeah, thing it, it, people it, are worried and about.
1: So I couldn't tell him like what I was doing, they just all knew and and unfortunately, you know, our head coach left to go to Boston College in April, and um, and so we probably had the most Division One transfers as well. I think it was 12 of our kids had left, and so I'm just in the locker room with our new coaching staff. They were announced, and the, there were three of them. Zepp was one of them left in the locker room, and, and they're like, Marlene, are you leaving too? Because all the coaching staff, they either went to Boston College or somewhere else, and they're like, we know you're going somewhere. Where are you going? And I'm like, oh... I don't know, West Coast, you know, I'm from the West Coast, so I didn't really want to tell them until I had signed my own contract as well, and um, so literally, I think it was a Thursday, he he finally signed, and then the next day, I signed my contract. I was just waiting for HR, I think, for mm-hmm. the background check, and um, and then Best I was like, friends yeah.
0: following each other at all. Right? I told
1: him, I was like, guess what, I'm going too. you know, and, and even the other kids that were still there that hadn't transferred yet, they were, like, so happy um, that we were going to be together, and and even Coach uh, Coach Earl Grant, who was our coach there, everybody's excited and happy for us.
0: Hey, you know, you mentioned you're from the West Coast. You worked at Washington State, UTEP, UConn, Texas A&M. Like, what was your reputation for Auburn like, before you got here? Like, you said you'd come with Texas A&M before. We're like, what's the zeitgeist, the national, like, for someone that doesn't have, we, we, we have our home review, you know, we wanna kind of hear how you heard about all this.
1: Well, I actually was born in Huntsville because my dad's army. And so um, we had a house in, in Huntsville up until I think I went to college at, at Washington state. So um, I, we had talked about it cause I had to stay in state. I couldn't go out of state just because of tuition. And, and I was like, who? maybe if you guys still have the house down in Huntsville, I can still get residency down there. And I probably would have gone to Auburn you know, so I just, I had always known, I mean, I was, I was in kindergarten and first grade when we left, so, but, you know, we do still have family, friends, I still haven't been able to go up to Huntsville to, to see them, and go, my godparents are there, too, so um, it's not, when I moved to Charleston from A&M, everybody's like, oh, you're going to be back in the South, like, if that's going to be a culture shock, I'm like, no, I was born in the South, you know, like, it's crazy that, um, it has never been a, a culture shock for any moves that I've made in, um, in my athletics career because of my father's military career and
0: moving around. Can you walk us through, like, uh, so ESPN crews coming in town, you have to give them some sort of stat sheet or something. I don't know if you have a stat sheet or, like, how, how, tell us what, what goes into a day like that when the SEC crews is coming in
1: town. So honestly, this week, I'm, I wasn't even working on Ole Miss, I've been working on Georgia next week and Kentucky with CBS. So you're working games way ahead of the current game. And so um, I think we had a production meeting with the CBS, like the guys that bring in the trucks and the cameras and things. I, I was sitting in with War Eagle Productions and it's CBS does a lot more than ESPN as far as their operation and when they bring in things. So um, so just set up, helping, helping the crew figure out you know, what they need camera wise. Well, that's more war Eagle, but I sat in on that. Um, and then just the producer had reached out, I think this week for, for the CBS game, um, you know, wanting to schedule time with coach and players do a zoom call. I think we're going to do a zoom call with them. Um, shoot Tuesday, maybe, um, it's bill, bill Raftery and, um, and, uh, like <laughs> get it, Brad Nestler, and that's an A team, obviously. Nice. Um, so, um, so, yeah, so there's just, you know, for basketball is different than football. Football, you only got one game a week. So they do a lot of football prep. Our job, you know, you, you meet with the folks, the talent in person, usually with all your coaches. And then basketball is so different because we just have so many games a week. You could have three that it's so more, more fast paced and I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's just really different from covering football.
0: Do you give them like a one sheet of information? Like, how do you like direct that kind of like the facts you think need to get out there to them? Like, yeah. how do they, does that communication go on?
1: Right. And and so we do game notes, like this big old 30 page thing, but that's like usually later on. But when, when you initially do prep with them, I just send them like a one sheet or of anything I know at the time of facts, uh, especially about the series and And whatever specific to that game Um, or like say if a player knows another kid they went to high school or whatever it may be just to make uh, them in advance and then like updated stats right after our like Alabama I sent it to um, SEC network as soon as we were final on that so
0: what's like the top of that list like I'm really curious to see like what we're pushing as like a a like guys this stat's a big deal this like Piece of knowledge, please bring this up. Yeah,
1: right. And and for games that are going on, we usually do post game notes too. So it's kind of a little bit use of a previous game. And then, like I said, if you know ahead of time, um, you know, Coach Pearl's really into stats, so he'll he'll always text me like, oh, what's our record like this and this and this. And then yesterday it was like he texted his staff, texted, hey, when's the last time a top five team came to play at Ole Miss? You know, and what was their success rate too, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, it, I mean, because he asked that in advance, usually those are some nuggets that I usually pitch to the media because he's asked me. Because honestly, like I was in Charleston 11 years, so I I had that record book memorized, you know, and like here it's like starting from scratch. Like, I, I felt bad, I didn't know who so and so was on a Twitter. Um, Twitter spaces the other night. They are like, you didn't know who that player is? I'm like, I'm so sorry because I've really only been in this two, two months and- did, did you
0: sit down with David Hazel and do like an Auburn history lesson? Are you go into like class every no, day with him?
1: That, that probably is a good idea because I, um, he took us all, our whole office and we have 12 people in our office. Uh, we went and met for uh, Christmas, like a lunch before the holidays, which is great. And, and I had known about him, you know, from the past um, that he was athletics director and SID. And, um, and so that's a great idea. I should probably schedule some lunch with him again. He you took did, us to the, the country club. So it was really
0: nice. You mentioned in a podcast I listened to that Scott Strickland is a, a guy you look up to, What about David House, so another SID athletics you know, it, director. It's
1: probably just because Scott's a little bit younger and he, he's. Oh,
0: you know, ageist. got it. Got it.
1: <laughs> he was the guy that I knew, you know, when I was in, in a freshman in college that I think he was at Mississippi State or wherever it was he might have been at SME or I can't remember Baylor or somewhere down there um that I'm like man he was one of those and and you're seeing more and more there's not a lot but a lot of SIDs that move up to BAD and it's happening more often in the last couple years so I honestly haven't met Scott in person still. Well you met David
0: so maybe you know get some connections there. I
1: think I told him that that my career goal someday was to possibly be an athletic instructor down the road.
2: That's cool. Well, one of the, we always, both of us grew up Auburn fans and I feel like we are very aware of narratives around our school. Auburn's kind of a small town, we're stuck. You know, Auburn competes on this level with all these massive state universities. So I think that creates a culture sometimes where maybe we don't feel like we get the attention or the respect that we deserve, especially historically in football in certain ways. Um, But obviously you mentioned how special the year this has been so far, you know, they haven't lost in regulation, they had the one loss double overtime. They're approaching number one in the polls, they have great numbers with quad one and quad two wins, all these great things. And this week, I've been hearing you've been busy because Bruce has been everywhere and all this, do you feel like that message of this team is getting out successfully right now, and if so, how have you gone about managing that, because I'm sure it's a bit overwhelming. It, it really feels like the nation's eyes have turned to Auburn in the last couple of weeks.
1: Right, I mean, when they went final against Alabama, I got blown up on my email and my phone. Like, and and I, you know, I have help um, in our office too. Uh, uh, Josh Wetzel does our social media and Greg Ostendorf helps to write and Jeff Shearer. And so I just remember te- texting J- um, Greg, I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna have time to finish up the post game notes because I got, a, I got a bunch of requests that I've got to fill before. And plus our team, was, our team and coach were gonna fly home um, uh, to get back for classes. And I'm like, oh, we we're not gonna have enough time to fit all this before we try to get to the airport um, with the bus. So, but it, I, no, I love it. Like I wish they had jumped on the bandwagon earlier, but I mean, we have ha- uh, Bruce Pearl he's the biggest difference of why we get the coverage we do. Obviously Jabari, Walker, we've got so many um, talented kids on our, on our team and that's the difference. That's, and because they have so much personality too, they lo- love to have fun. That's the difference. Like That's why when I looked into you know transitioning over to the job, I'm like, it's a PR person's dream to have this. Like anybody that's available to do any media interview, no matter who it is, you know, and when Barstool emailed um, when I was on the bus, I'm like, "Uh oh, um, you know, will coach want to do this, you know, but he didn't even know you, what you Barstool
0: a, was. <laughs> you got a shout out in the Barstool podcast. Yeah. Well, I, I, was sitting,
1: I sit in with coach when he does all these interviews. So I just happened to be in the room. So that was very nice of him um, uh, to do that. But that's that's just who he is. You know, he loves his staff and and takes care of them and and when credit's due, you know, um, and that, that's what makes the difference that we have Bruce Pearl and he knows all of those guys. Like I remember when I was going to take the job, I had texted Goodman. I had texted, um, Jeff Borzella from ESPN, Gary Parish from CVS. I've I a lot of those guys. I'm like, Hey, should I take this job? You know, how's it, how's it like to work for Bruce? And they're like, he's awesome. You know? And so they're like, it's a no brainer, Marlene, that you, you want to work for him, you know? So, um, it's great
0: great you bring those guys up because that was actually I was going to ask next is like you know a lot of Auburn fans are kind of new not newer to the sport necessarily but like really starting to like think nationally and thinking of like who like it's not just the SEC anymore for us it's this national picture like who are like the power brokers in college basketball that like like you said you just when you want to take the job you texted these three people like who are the people in college basketball that if they, they got Auburn in their mouth and they're saying good things about us that's like these guys are the big guys you
1: yeah. know I mean I mean John Rothstein um you know John Jeff, I mean, even though the Auburn fans don't like Jeff I mean he literally is an ally of ours they just I was trying to explain that on my Twitter yesterday I was jabbing him a little too that we should give him some grace but um
0: it was that Jeff Goodman
1: Jeff Goodman, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. no, <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Not like that on the podcast.
1: But it's funny because, like, I know those guys, and like Seth Davis did something with Coach yesterday. Um, Andy Katz will do something on Monday with Coach. Um, so you know, those are all the normal college basketball guys, and and Coach knows them all personally. And and the thing for me, like, College of Charleston, you know, we weren't going to the tournament every year, we weren't on national TV all the time, and so what I would always do, I would work the Final Four. Uh, so I could keep those relationships going from when I was at A&M or whatever it may be from the power five. And, and um, so that, that was always my chance to go pitch to like all the national guys in the media room, like, Hey, we're going to have this team the next year. And so that relationship, that's how I've gotten to keep in touch with them when I wasn't getting, you know, my teams weren't getting national attention. So it's nice to hear from all of them again. Um, you know, not a lot of people knew I would gotten out of the business and came back and, or I was here at Auburn as well. So um, no, but it's, it's nice to know. And like I said, it's all because of Bruce and and our kids and how, how we're doing. And unfortunately that's how it goes. You got to win to get the attention.
0: Yeah. Who's your like white whale that if you could get Bruce on this podcast or radio show or TV show, this would just be like your biggest moment for him.
1: I always I honestly felt like, well, big cat. Cause I had asked them, is Big Cat going to be on it? And they're like, no, no, he's not going to be able to make it. And, and I just thought that was just so different. I mean, I know they had other coaches on this year, but it, that was just something I had never really worked with in the past. And I don't know, maybe Good Morning America or something.
0: Today, Today Show shows. or something like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he may have, you know, I, I'm friends with the Tennessee SID. Maybe I need to ask Tom. He's, he's already been on The
0: Bachelor, right? So right. you already got that notched off. Maybe right. you can be on like so, one of the variety shows, like The Greatest Singer I don't know, or whatever. Ellen.
1: I would love our kids to be on Ellen doing. Ellen, the crazy. All I don't right. know, like you know.
0: You you, yeah. know, you could. We have this like Twitter army now and everything. You know, you you pick your white whale. We might be able to take our shot.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, Ellen would be kind of cool. Like, you know, if, if this all continues, you know, this sure. right.
2: Well, you mentioned um, Jabari and Walker, and obviously, that I think everybody from the outside has kind of fallen in love with the personalities on this team. It's one of the great parts about basketball, right? They're not wearing helmets, they're not wearing gear. You, you see their reactions. Obviously they play an extremely fun style. What's it like being around the team on a day-to-day basis? And are there any, tidbits or just things about them and how they operate day to day that would be fun for fans to kind of know just from your
1: perspective like I said I'm still getting to know them but I just remember my first week my first I my first road trip with them was at USF but I really wasn't official yet I was kind of doing both jobs still I was traveling with the women traveling with the men but the Bahamas trip was like you know the first time it ever like because they were like didn't you work on the women's team (laughs)
0: She you and got that were, Bahamas trip in.
1: <laughs> yeah, they were, in, so that was the bonding trip with them because we were there for the whole week. And um, the kids actually, were, I call them kids because some of them could be my children. Um, but they're on the same, like usually they're not on the same floor as them. And I'm like, man, we're in the Bahamas. We have one night when we first get there, you can go out to the pool, whatever in the back. And it was just telling for our team that they're just in the hotel room playing video games might have brought their xbox or whatever because i could hear them playing it was so loud that i'm like wow you guys are playing video games like you don't want to go out to go on the slide in the back or the beach or you know and so that's what they were all doing bonding together that week and i mean this team's funny and like i, I think we had two little buses they didn't have those big buses down the bahamas and um so i was in the player bus and i was like wow katie katie is the funniest guy on the team like I felt like I was in a comedy show with like Eddie Murphy or something, uh, with all the jokes he was telling. And I'm like, man, you seem so quiet, and then you can't stop talking on the bus, and everybody's just, you know, laughing. You know, so I, I, it's just so great. Like when when the writers are talking about this team and the, the bond they have, it, it really is a band of brothers. Like they would do anything for each other, and that's that's what makes the the difference with this team. And, Like I already knew that week and I've been around men's and women's teams that are, you know, special is going to something's going to, you know, magical happen. And I'm like, I just knew it that week. I'm like, we've got it. This is it. Like this team's special.
2: Bruce always talks about culture. And I feel like uh, I remember in the final four run, he he talked about how the key to that team was no player, no man being jealous of another man's success, you know, and, and supporting each other. And you just see that. From the top with a guy like Jabari, so that's cool to hear. And KD, we, we talk about KD all the time. and He's fascinating. I feel like he has this game mode that he goes in, and then it's interesting to hear that in the background. I know he's posted some stuff on social media that's hilarious. And-
0: we're, we're gonna well, have to they- start doing special episodes on KD. Is so what we're we <laughs> yeah. talked about that we have to start that we could talk an hour about just KD and his play and the, the crazy stuff he does.
1: Well, that's where like everybody always like Devin Cambridge always bugs me because he's friends with Zeb, and he always teases me. Oh, Zeb's your favorite. You only like him. And, and anytime he'll come ZEP will come over and I'm talking to ESPN. Oh, you're just trying to pitch, you know, everything about Zep. And honestly, I never told them all. But my probably my favorite player on the team like is KD. Because I love the way he plays. He plays with heart and passion. Like I just I just love watching him, you know. And um, but but I think what game was it? He he um it was home, Florida. I think it's yeah, it was Florida game. And um, we were on ESPN too, and they'd asked for Jabari, you know, at postgame uh, to join them. So so ESPN will let me know, hey, we're going to get coach, we're going to get so-and-so, bring them over at the table immediately after the um, shaking, you know, exchange of shaking hands. And so I remember Jabari, tapping Jabari, like, hey, they want you. And he's like, why me? He's like, why not KD? You know, so that just was, you know, telling of, you know, how much he cares about his teammates that, and it should have been KD Cause I even told Jimmy Dykes the next game against Alabama. I'm like, cause he did both of our games. I'm like, why didn't you all choose KD? He had a, such a great game. He's like, well, the producer and, and everybody back in Bristol were like, we want Jabari, you know? So, so you, you yeah. Lead,
0: so- you lead into our next question. So well. <laughs> all these, it's, I guess we said these, these questions, so maybe you're helping me out here, making us look like better podcasters, but like Cade Cunningham, Zion, Trey Young, Blake Griffin, Kevin Durant, JJ, right? We got this like ESPN spotlight when they were in school like I was a neutral fan I didn't have like it but I knew to turn on the game because ESPN was telling me JJ Reddick's playing on Tuesday at eight and you have to watch Zion's playing at this time Cade Cunningham's playing at this time Jabari is that number one guy number one pick and one of the best players in college basketball but it's taken a lot of time to feel like he's starting to get that spotlight like what do we have to do to get him that spotlight and how do you navigate a player like that that is getting so much attention, and so many people are probably calling you to ask for right. access to him.
1: Right. And we, um, he and I sat down the other day to map out his month of January because we've got a whole, uh, the Athletic was going to come this n- next week to do a feature on him. Sports Illustrated's coming at the end of the month. Bleacher Reports coming to do a feature, uh, video feature. And so everybody's coming for the same story. um And I, I don't tell them all, well, now they're going to know kind of because um, I don't. You know, they're all, oh, the ringer is doing something on him too, a really in-depth story. Um, But I think sometimes it's hard to get SEC player of the week and SEC freshman of the week, but that's because, and I was telling coaches, it's so hard because we have balanced scoring. It, It could be any guy at any night. And so that's why I think it's hard because, you know, he's not he is being consistent in his numbers, but they're not like 30 point games because he's the only guy scoring. You know, sometimes I hate that, that it takes those numbers to put somebody uh, like like what you're saying, J.J. Redick and things like that, when he's just on a really good team. You yeah, know,
0: you had to watch that Bama game to know he could have scored 30, 35 if, if he was on a regular team that didn't have so many guys to, to shoot those balls. So I, I don't know. Like. I guess like in your position, I don't know if you can like push it or not, but how do we push ESPN a little bit and be like, guys, we have the best player in college basketball, like make our games prime time, like get in here. It sounds like they're already starting to do that. Oh, it just feels yeah, like they, a little frustrating that it didn't start a week or two ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's all coming. Like, I don't know why it didn't happen in November and December I mean, all the all the scouts and GMs for the NBA teams have been coming in as early as November, December. Kevin, Kevin Durant
0: was on the sidelines. Like, what do you want, ESPN? This is like you, you know.
1: Well, we didn't even know that that was going to happen. I'm like, oh my god, that's KD over there, you know? Like, I did. I thought about it because they had played the night before, but I wouldn't. I didn't think he would stay over, but I didn't know the connection. Also, that one of his coaches was an Auburn grad and played for us too. So. Shout out
0: Adam Harrington. If you ever want to come on the podcast, Adam.
1: (laughs) But no, I I just hope it'll, you know, for for players sometimes too, it takes what your team is doing as well to get um, both combinations. So hopefully, I'm hoping we got a win tonight. So, and and good things will happen hopefully in this next week.
2: Yeah, I think it's all happening. Um, So you talked about how Bruce is a great marketer. And, and I, I, we agree, we're, I mean, we, we could never say enough about what Bruce has done for this program that we, we care about. And it's just been amazing to watch what's happened. But you've also had some exposure and Auburn is now getting this exposure from this Twitter thing, this, this Auburn Twitter army, this, um, the, the Auburn Twitter, as we call it. So I guess, what has your experience been like dealing with that? I know you've, you've mentioned Twitter spaces and stuff. And also we have to get on the record if you have a favorite meme or if you want to use two or three to not leave somebody out, you can. But uh, what's your experience been like watching that happen? And kind of what are your thoughts from the media side, seeing it kind of blow up?
1: Yeah, and I think it was crazy because I don't know why I didn't see it earlier, you know, when we're in the Bahamas or um, I'm trying to think. if It had to have been before the Murray State game that I actually really noticed it. And I'm like, oh, my God, these are so funny. Because, you know, in my um, on the women's side for recruiting, I was doing, you know, I I do all the graphic design and I was doing all the social. So I love that kind of stuff. I love creativity and design. And so I'm like, Oh my God, these are great. Like this is a great idea kind of thing. And so I started engaging with people. I'm on a DM some, or just even responded on Twitter. But you know, one thing I told coach when I uh, coach Chad and coach Burgo um, and coach Pearl, uh, those were the main three that I interviewed with that, you know, I would always just like I did in Charleston, I would always engage you know, be a good ambassador for the program, engage with fans, donors, you know, alum as much as I could, because I think this position, you need to be that way um, too. And um, not that I, I, you know, coach is the face of the program, but, you know, I I still like to do those kind of things with fans and anything, you know, to engage with them. And I, that's been my way. I've been, you know, I met, I met Auburn Means and Pablo, at the Alabama game. And I said that in Spaces the other night that I, um, I was, I knew they were gonna be at the game. So I was like, hey, come down and see me. Uh, Pablo did right at at halftime. I'm like, oh, you're Pablo.
0: (laughs) Would you like to hang out with Pablo again? Because he will be on this chat in five minutes.
1: (laughs) Oh, is he? Oh, shoot, okay. We're interviewing
0: interviewing him after this. So feel free to stay on and hang out.
1: Yeah, I gotta go shoot around um, after this. But then at the end of the game, you know, usually security, Um, there's, you know, nobody can come by our locker room. And then I was trying to get Jabari and Alan out because they were still celebrating. Like we gotta do media, you know? And and so I turned around and there's Pablo and he's like, hey, this is, and here's Auburn memes. I was like, holy, you know, and that's where I took my photo with them that they had given me to like post later. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy that they were able to get past security to come by our locker room. (laughs) Um, but, you know, at, the, at, at that point, it's, I think the Alabama folks just went home. They didn't want to even care about, you know, keeping us <laughs> secure, they're, I guess. your
0: are a Twitter army, but Pablo must be on the Twitter special forces to get past security, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, they had some friends too that were at the game um, that had like corporate tickets, I think, too. So, um, but no, it's been great. Like, I'm going to meet up with, I think, Juice. Um, next week at the Georgia game and and, uh, some of the other folks. So it just, and if I, you know, and I don't want to say this, but like if I can do anything to help, you know, with coach, he'll give me fans to reach out to Like we, with Outlive, we've met with cancer survivors and cancer patients. Um, So we've been able to do meetups right after radio with them. And I've gotten him to autograph something beforehand. So it's been, it's been great to engage with the fans
0: we won't hold you much longer. I know you have to head out in a second. College game day, Any anything on that? Is there a chance we got college game day for the Kentucky game? No other better games that weekend?
1: You know, everybody's been asking me that question, but I would assume ESPN would have reached out to, you know, me or other staff members and nothing's come through. And, you know, I've never been a part of a basketball college game day, football side I have at my previous schools but um no I I, so I don't know how they operate and how they select because everybody keeps on asking so maybe I need to find somebody today and ask I think
0: think in this at least in the football one they wait till Sunday to announce it but you're right I would have assumed they would have talked to you already about it it's like yeah
1: because of the logistics of it and parking their trucks and we're you know um so I just I just don't know I don't think it'll it's coming there we
0: gotta push say. for it we
2: gotta get it it, oh, it was so yeah. much fun two years ago i did a little <laughs> like, research just now and uh i think they started today but they're doing a lot of it from bristol i don't know if they're traveling this year uh, jay billis is in kentucky for the kentucky tennessee game starting here in a little bit and yeah, i think maybe. he's on site but i don't think they're going full on site they may yeah, not because
1: be even our announcers tonight they're not going to be here you know, for SEC Network, they're going to be in Charlotte and things. So I'm like, wow.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting. And I hate that because last time they really, I really didn't feel like they got the moment in the game. I feel like there was a a big moment that floor. I think it was the Florida one, maybe the one before that, where there's a big shot.
1: It took like a lag
0: almost to them to react to it. And I was like, man, they're really... That's a little, uh, you know, they go to other games. I'm very disappointed that they're not coming. Yeah, to that's some
1: why I just thought it was funny. Like some, some they do and some they don't. And I, I'm not sure why that is. um And I, well, no, I know, you know, we want to keep them safe and, and, and our team safe and things like that. I, I that's a question, but you know what, maybe I should text, I do have Jay Billis's number. So maybe I can like, ask him if he knows anything.
0: To well, or we have got coach, to. You Don't, don't or ask have him if he knows to they got it. to tell him you gotta come. Everyone's asking.
1: Or have coach to call him, too, or something like that So, um, and ask. But, like I said, we, we're we taking it one game at a time. So, you know, this one's an important one tonight for us.
0: Yep. Well, is there anything else you want to tell the, uh, the listeners about your job or anything else in your life?
1: No, I just, like, I, I keep on telling coaches I'm very blessed. Um, this staff, like, every person on our staff here, just awesome to work with Um, you know coach Wes Flanagan who played here as well and and his son Alan and we just have great kids you know I've never not been on a basketball a men's basketball team where the kids aren't you know respectful these kids they're they're really good kids Um, and that's just shows what you know how coach Pearl and his staff recruits and um, it's just been a blast and like I said that there's no reason for me not to say good things about this team. But, it, but it's not just the things that people see on TV and whatever. It's behind the scenes, too, that, you know, they really are good kids.
2: I will they deserve everything.
1: Morning. They deserve everything they're going to get this year because they, right. they deserve it.
2: Well, thanks so for coming on and sharing your perspective. We really appreciate it.
1: All right. I've, I've so, had so much fun with y'all. And, and if you need to get some players or a coach on, you know, let, let me know.
0: Anytime, any time. Warrigo. Warrigo.